0: welcome to multiple offers a real estate show with competing perspectives today we are going to be talking about common mistakes buyers make what's going on in the news with the new realtor tip line and also we're going to be chatting about end game end game end
1: game end game put that coffee down Hey, it's Future Matt here. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, This is episode three. We're going to get right to it. We just wanted to mention uh, we've we've gotten off to a great start here with our launch. And part of that might be because we spent maybe a little too much time planning the launch. And you're going to notice in this episode that We recorded this a few months ago. We happened to reference the month of March, even though it's the month of May, and we're not actually mixing up our months. It was in March that we recorded this, and we even referenced spring break. Um, Otherwise, it is topical, so have a good listen. The information is great. And starting next week, episode four, it's going to be... Totally up to date content, all new hardware, all new microphones, everything's gonna sound better, and I think we're getting a whole lot better at this too. So, hey, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy episode three. And please remember if you like it, give us a five star review. Thanks so much, and back to the real show. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something,
0: never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent?
1: Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
0: Okay, this is episode three of Multiple Offers. Uh, My name is Jeff McLennan. I'm here with fellow realtors Matt Brabins and Jeremy Ray. what's been going on guys it's I great, don't know that was a great pause <laughs> <laughs> you like that? suspense what's you going to say next?
1: Well, what's, what's going to happen? let's just stay on topic guys week three anybody get a new car this week? that's a good point anybody? <laughs> okay so hold on <laughs> I can't announce it yet but uh, yeah I'm
0: renegotiating my lease so by next week we can still talk about cars we can be the real estate show about multiple car perspectives <laughs>
1: All right, we'll save it for later then. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh Jerry here, you're dealing with a pretty pretty hot listing. Um yeah, yeah, that's it's
2: going on. It's it's gone now because it was we, we, did, we took offers last night, but uh no, it was probably one of the busier ones. I feel like a lot of the listings I had last year was fairly normal to have maybe half dozen offers and a really good one, you know, 12 plus or whatever, but uh no, this past week or just last night, we ended up getting eighteen on one.
0: Eighteen yeah. offers,
2: and uh, and it was weird. You didn't. Sometimes you get one that's just crazy over, but it was the full gamut of right around list price, and then sort of five, ten thousand dollar increments. Okay, so let's
0: take a step back. What first of all, what is it? What what is this? Hot it is.
2: List it in? is an apartment. It is a condo.
0: Okay.
2: I won't say much more than that, other than it was a condo and it was in. The lower main line.
0: Okay. <laughs> Why are we being so top secret?
2: We just don't want to get into it too much. Because it was um, kind of a partnership with another colleague of ours. Um, okay. In just a different... Broad know, strokes. Broad strokes.
0: How many bedrooms?
2: It started out as a zero bedroom. It's a zero bedroom <laughs> condo with but 18 a crafty, But a crafty seller put a wall up. Um, and a closet. And it had windows, which made it a one bedroom. For all, uh, for all our sort of purposes. Uh, for real estate purposes. But anyways, crazy amounts of offers. That's a um, lot of offers. It's a lot of offers. Thank God we're organized and we have a, a Debbie. Because um, otherwise it just would have been, yeah, it's a lot. Debbie is your dog. Debbie is yeah. Debbie is the t- t- no. Debbie That's is Debbie. not okay. Yeah.
0: I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, saying nobody knows who Debbie is. She's gonna <laughs> listen to this and she's and gonna, she's gonna be like, thank God, Jeff. She's wanted yeah. people to know what a Debbie was. Yeah. I mean, Debbie is a
2: Debbie is a unlicensed assistant. Okay. Um, best uh, best there is. Um, she, she is will really no, good. She will no longer do any moonlighting for you after hours. You're wrong.
0: She is this week. Oh, really? I'm not even lying <laughs> to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm employing Debbie <laughs> <laughs> as we speak after hours. <laughs> um, yeah, because she's fantastic. No, I, I totally yeah. agree. Okay, so that's, yeah, that's basically, I don't,
2: it was one of those weeks where, yeah, you've got a listing that's all time consuming and takes all your attention. Um, and congrats to the seller because, yeah, you did, did well on it.
0: Yeah. How
2: did it go down? Do you want, like, full numbers and everything? <laughs> well, no, I, I don't want numbers, but was it? I mean, 18 offers. 18 offers. We had a couple offers that came early. We strategically priced it. What was sort of around the market value of it at the time, given that it was a bachelor, but now turned one bedroom. Um, kind of blew our expectations of what it was going to sell for. Um, you know, we ended up having, yeah, 18. And probably three were were pretty close to, uh, to each other. Uh, but ultimately, one was able to sort of stand out. Hmm. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, and that was a subject-free offer. I don't know if we really want to get into all the details about <laughs> how it's that It's more goes, just but the
1: fact that that many people were able to step up. Yeah. Right? And yeah, I think we ended
2: up with four, four, maybe five that were subject-free. And I guess the implications of this moving forward for other people is there was a condo that 100 or so people went through in the lower mainland, not Vancouver. We're talking sort of New West and, and sort of Eastward, um, 18 people that... You know, 100 100 people or so that came through and said, I'm interested in this condo. 18 that said, I'm willing to put pen to paper. And four of those 18 were willing to have no conditions on their offer. And one person had it. So do the math now. The next next one that comes in, there's going to be 17 people that are even that much more So if you've got a
0: zero-bedroom condo, now's the time. (laughs) Build the wall. Entry-level product. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it boils
1: down to. Entry-level product. Put up a wall that's but, the hot yeah. segment right now hmm. it's, it's right. funny because it's
0: very different than what i've been dealing with I, I had two multiple offers last week both of them did very well but we're talking about three people competing with each other which is you know felt like a little bit of a cooling off from the mm-hmm. insanity that has been happening yeah but your, yours was probably twice as much as what this one was worth i think which one was asking 599 the other was asking 565 yeah
2: and definitely, I mean, it depends on the market. And I know you're yeah. a little more versed in some of the areas that are outside of where we are right now. Um, and it, it will, there's little micro markets, right? Like weird little things that are happening in different areas and things like that. But I think price band is something that's sort of consistently applied to most of the areas close to here. What was
0: weird about one of them, so one of them was 665 list, a townhouse in South Surrey. Mm-hmm. Only six people came and viewed it. So yeah, we didn't have eighteen offers, oh, wow. but fifty percent of the that's people actually, who saw it yeah, wrote that's, on it. That's pretty good. Like, I would think, yeah, it's insane to me. Yeah, I usually think twenty people need to see a property. How much did that go? One how, wants to. Write how much did it go over? Uh, well, we won't get into per- the price, but it uh, percentage
2: wise, I don't know what's safe. How come no one wants to talk? About well, because you legally
0: can't. Right, we're not allowed to talk before the sale completes on on sale prices. That, that's why I don't want to say it. But it was. Uh, the, the people were very happy. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Anything else fun happen? For you guys? Same situation. I had Matt. I had a
1: realization about my business. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. <laughs> I had two clients sort of reactivate recently in the last week, and they're they're great people who I remember because it turns out I met them a long time ago. And I'm checking my notes going back because I'm like, well, I saw your home a while ago. How long ago was that? We need to reevaluate, and we're going to get going here, and we're actually going to drive some revenue from you this year and sell your place and move and all the rest of it one I met a year ago in May and the other was two years ago in May wow and unfortunately that is not uncommon in my business Mm. (laughs) So it just proves like I had to meet a lot of people, and I got to keep them around for a long time, and just keep working it. And we have great rapport and relationships, but like holy you're saying, this is a pattern in your business. They're
0: noticing your sort of time with client is a longer gestation period.
1: Yeah, from the day we meet to the day we're actually doing business together, yeah. I'd say probably. Th- Twenty-five to 30% of my transactions in a year, I could probably trace back to having met them more than 12 months prior. So you're you're
0: looking for a patient realtor. So knowing that now, how does that change your business?
1: I don't think it does because the reason why that is the case I think is because I don't let these people go and yeah. and I'm I, my philosophy is always to accommodate whatever their goal is so if I meet them and they want to know what's going on but they're not ready to move I'm okay with that as long as they call me when that time comes mm-hmm. so I don't want to change anything to try to make them behave Oh yeah, I, I wasn't saying I'm, I'm not I'm suggesting like, you, that at all how do you hurry them up how do you close that, these that, yes. that's not my point uh, well. but, but, but I'm okay with that side of things so then the other side of my business says well I guess I also need to find you know, new business that maybe can um, cultivate a little faster. And as
0: long as the flow is steady, it's fine. Yes. You just need to not have a gap <laughs> in the in the intake if the, you know, it's going to be a year to two years. Yeah. yeah. And Before this,
2: are you, can you trace this back like years and years? Because I feel like the past two years, because especially buyers, they're always taking longer. Like it's... It goes
1: back to the beginning for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I can think of a lot of them who... You know, the first time they meet, I meet a lot of people when I sell a property, they bring me in and they're like, oh, you've been in my neighborhood, you sold a place, let's talk. Um, We're just kind of, kind of getting ready and, but their time doesn't come for a while after. So I think that might be part of it is how I meet them is always in a very early part of their process.
0: Do you have an age demographic that you tend to work with?
1: I wouldn't say that there's one that maybe fits me more there happens more often than not but i'd say there's one that happens the least for me which is um the the youngest demographic so under the age of let's say 33 34 okay um maybe just too much going on in life that this decision is uh
2: we're probably thinking in a year whereas i meet a lot of people at open houses and a lot of times they are younger and they're like no i'm tired of renting and i don't you know, I want to have to move because the market's going up. I want to get in sooner than later.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of my people, though, tend to be sort of certainly beyond 45, though, is more common for me. Yeah. You know, and into um, sort of that retirement age. Right. I do get a lot of that, which I think has mm-hmm. just grown through my past client base. You know, I get I get referrals and recommendations. Um, so that's been around for a while. Hmm. Hmm. I guess. Weird. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of things go new, but we got to move along. <laughs> Maybe another day.
0: Okay, well, I, I had something weird happen to me last week. Uh, so a past client calls me, and it's the client you really... The call you, you don't want to get in real estate. They're suing you. No. <laughs> no not, not, not that, that call. call. They usually don't call you directly when that happens. Yeah. That's yeah. Someone, someone else, someone calls, else you. calls you. Or sends you a letter. Um, I get the... Hey, Jeff, the most exciting thing happened to me. This guy just knocked on my door, and he wants to buy my house, and we've done up a contract and whatnot. Yay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So um, I tried to be a nice guy, and I I said to him, Well, what what happened? He's like, Why are you calling me? What do you you want? And uh, and he said, Well, I'm a little nervous. The guy gave me a bad feeling, and everything looks great on paper, but uh, I'm wondering... I know you wouldn't get paid for it, but would you be willing to sit down with me and look over the contract? And uh, so, of course, you know, yes, I'll be happy to. And he comes in and he brings the contract in and he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. You just tell me when you get bad feelings. And I read the price and the price is fantastic. It's Really, really good price. Um, And then I read, I'm going through and I read, uh, the first thing that's weird is they crossed the assignment clause out. Section 23A. Um, 20, yeah, so the, the section of the contract that if you are going to assign a property, uh, you're going to need to give the sellers the profits and you need the seller's permission, the clause that was put in there because of the shadow flipping that we right. talked about last episode.
1: Right. So the only reason why you crossed that out is because you have sure. designs to make some profit. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I ask them, well, are they are they planning to flip this? And he said, "So they tell me they're planning to live in it themselves." I'm like, "Okay, well, that's kind of weird." And then I get to the next thing, which is uh, subject removals. So normally, subject removals are like, I want to get my financing, I want to get a home inspection, all the things you want to do before you buy a home. It's subject so, to them flipping the contract. Subject to finding <laughs> no, it's only one subject: subject to financing one year.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. Because it have, takes
1: a year for the bank to approve your flight. In. They have a year
0: and completion is a year and a half from now. Cool. Everyone loves limbo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I said, okay, so you're going to get stuck in this. This is a great deal. They're paying more than market value. Uh, to me, this is 100% a shadow flip. Like they are, I said, do you know if they're knocking on your neighbor's doors? Uh, because his area is zoned for townhouses, but it's all houses. Oh, okay. And so, this is land assembly, in my in my opinion. And he said, no, I haven't. I said, first thing I think you should do, you need to go talk to your neighbors and find out if they've approached them too. Because if they're going to all of you, what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and play you off of each other and they're going to tell you you're getting the best deal. Don't tell your neighbors. Don't talk to your neighbors about this. But as neighbors, you need to all group up and hold strong mm-hmm. because the only way this works is if you guys all kind of work together. Um... But, you know, where do you think the market's going? Because this might be a good deal today. A year from now, one of two things has happened. The market has skyrocketed. you got this good amount of money, but you can't buy something until a year from now. You could, well, be, out, you could be out of a home. Right? They're not doing They're not buying it unless it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Literally yeah. The, the whole not. thing could, could happen. And then a year from now, they, no, they don't find a buyer. Yeah. And, and away they go. To sign an option on your house. house. Totally, you can
2: make a bunch of money, and I will keep up with the upkeep and payments and everything. Yeah. And sure, if you want to make money in a year and a half, which is insane.
0: A hundred percent. And he just kind of got real red and started vibrating. And uh, he said, okay, this is everything I was worried about. They're all seller or buyer Uh, subject. Yeah, they're all buyer subjects. So, um, I mean, in my mind, I have no doubt. They're trying to put a land assembly package together. So he's going to go off. He's going to talk to his neighbors, and then they're going to make sure there was one other thing that was super sketchy in the contract uh but i think i'm going to save it for our news
1: oh
2: i've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story and i need all of you to stop what you're doing
1: and listen i got a news flash for you walter cronkite i
0: am enlightened
1: do it live i'll write it and we'll do it live this is multiple
0: offers a real estate show
1: All right, so news topic of today, we're going to talk about uh, the anonymous tip line that has been introduced by the Real Estate Council of BC. So how does this tie in, Jeff? How's, well, okay, how's exciting?
0: Let, let, let's start with what the anonymous tip okay, you line want me, is. Okay, you want me to get into all what
1: it is, and then you'll let, tell let's me how it get into is it, and
0: then I'll, I'll give my example because. of why I think my seller might want to call. Oh, make a tip and I'm not encouraging uh, but in a situation like this this may be one of the reasons maybe it warranted and I
2: know I know about this tip line but I just was wondering if you could explain it um, for a friend of mine (laughs) you're asking (laughs) for a friend and I I will be taking notes for that (laughs) friend just to (laughs)
1: pass along okay right. this is is another one of those manifestations from shadow flipping circa two years ago took a little while to come into practice so a number of things so they've introduced this anonymous tip line turns out we always knew we could make complaints about other agents, um, but there were flaws in that, right? You complain about an agent, your manager tells you to let it go.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a really excellent system. We yeah. <laughs> and then you
1: complain to the manager who's looking out for the other agent and they say, no, nah, it's not that bad. <laughs> And it's pretty hard to, to get anywhere, right? And, uh, and, of course, it all had to be documented who made the complaint. And as agents who are, were intended to cooperate with each other to get deals done, it hurts you when you know, you got to go and put yourself out there. And the public could complain, too, and if they, they the there was could, wrongdoing. And the public could file their complaints, but I'd say I don't know if any member of the public actually knew where that complaint department was. Talk to
0: some guy named Kim. I have met ne- because we get the newsletter each week. Of the complaints filed against realtors in the city, I've never seen an article about one that was filed by a person, like a a member of the public. It seems like it's always other realtors. Now, members of the public will sue realtors. Yes. But as far as going through the real estate board or the council. Yeah,
1: yeah, as our our sort of... Our rules that we're governed by through the Real Estate Services Act, right? So the consumers uh, now have an option for making anonymous tips or complaints. They can also make formal tips or complaints, um, and it's through sort of that same process. Uh, so they have that option. So what they've done is created the anonymous tip line. So it allows us as agents to try to police ourselves better uh, without negative repercussions on our own individual businesses. And for consumers to do that as well. Those tips can be made over a phone line or online. There's two different options there. And that's through the Real Estate Council. Um, So that's how it exists. And then there's sort of the reason why to call or what the consequences are doing that. And you mentioned, like, people have sued the realtor, but they've never made a complaint. Right. Right. So... That goes into it as well because the, the negative consequences of this will never actually benefit an individual consumer. If a consumer complains, makes a, a complaint against the realtor, the council, the board, whatever, could render some sort of discipline against the the agent, the offending they agent. They
0: reprimand them, but they're not going to be doing payouts or anything. yeah, like yeah no was,
1: benefit goes directly to the know, consumer. Just professional yeah.
0: misconduct. So this isn't in place of suing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It would be in addition to, which is actually really scary. I learned that while I was researching for our show today. Okay. Because uh, members of the public were aware that historically the consequences for misconduct for realtors uh, financially were were pretty low. We'd had the same Mm, sort of. Not low anymore. Not anymore, (laughs) but it'd been the same for decades. And considering uh, where some commissions had gone over the years, what was the maximum a few years ago? Was it $10,000?
0: Yeah, I wanted to say twenty or twenty-five or something. It, it was, got it bumped up to twenty-five, but then it got bumped up again, right? The numbers. Is, is yeah.
1: So the number today is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, and then of course there's license suspensions or um, terminations uh, right. as part of that as well. Uh, but the monetary uh, consequence could be a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars fine. You could also, on top of that, incur any costs associated with the investigation. So you have to pay. The council for the cost of... For, for, okay. It's a possibility. They said, if we choose to, we can bill you for the cost of the investigation. And that does not exonerate you from making payments of restitution for any legal damages you've caused to any entities in the transaction. So you can't, when you get sued,
0: be like, but I already paid $250,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And now you're suing this person and saying, yeah. Like, yeah. You look they've already their boards already said or there's been an issue they've already agreed that this is an issue uh, but I haven't been paid yet yeah. so this should make your judgment pretty easy right? Well and
0: I, I would imagine too and obviously I'm not a lawyer nor do I play one on TV um, but I uh, uh, I would imagine that if you lose this and get handed down a fee like $250,000 because you were a slime bag air's and emissions, I don't think is going to cover you because you're not going to get a $250,000 fine for something that your errors insurance like an error you're not going to get um, it's not going to equal that So you're probably fine. really paying cuz you know if you make a mistake and it costs your client money yes you're covered by your insurance
1: yeah, you'll get your legal representation, and it will pay yeah. the judgment against you. Yeah, yeah. but you're not going
0: to get a $250,000 fine for a mistake. That's You went out of your way to be a slumber. Yeah,
1: guy. not for fraud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I accidentally
0: was a fraud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, it's amazing how it all sort of compounds on top of each other. People felt like the discipline that was available against agents was minimal. Uh, it's pretty severe now right
0: yeah. yeah i mean that that that's it's bankruptcy, bankruptcy. For yeah, most people. For some guys making, right.
2: you know, a lot yeah. of money in in real estate, that could just be the cost of doing business. Like, okay, ten grand, sure. Yeah, I, I made hundreds with this scam or, or whatever. Yeah, happened. to
1: knowingly break a rule for something that makes you a hundred thousand dollars a year, and the maximum penalty was ten thousand dollars because you weren't actually defrauding an individual, you were just breaking rules of the act.
0: Yeah, some of these guys are probably justifying in their
1: heads like, okay, okay well, ten
0: thousand dollars is the cost sure. of sure in business. That's this is true. where I interpreted it. Yeah, if yeah. I get caught.
1: What's yeah. the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. 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 It's a whole lot different now. So if somebody uh, has a complaint, uh, there's a couple of different venues to do that, and we'll put that in the show notes. Okay. okay. Real Estate cool. Council of BC, uh, they've made an online option there. And um, do you guys have any ideas and an example of when you might want to make a report or a claim?
0: Okay. Well, let me finish my, my oh. story about uh, my gentleman. here. Great worked. breakdown there. That's, that was really helpful
1: your friend you My think you heard your a friend lot, thanks Matt yeah. for <laughs> filling you in
0: so um, okay so John has given me the contract and there's one other thing I didn't bring up and I read this one other thing and I asked John how's the agent who knocked on your door getting paid and he said the seller's paying or the buyer's paying him I'm like are you sure and full on in the contract but he never went over it with him was you will pay me seven percent on the first hundred thousand and two and a half on the balance Hmm. right there in the contract hidden in a gigantic wall of text
1: just in a whole mess of words oh yeah
0: and john had no idea
2: for the for the well one side but yeah does he have an out well can your can is this something he would does he call the tip line can this person call can they kill still call the real estate board and say you know this has happened. This the wasn't explained to me. There's no disclosure. Door. I don't know
0: how they would handle it. What they were
1: doing. So let's let's just see if it qualifies for making a report, right? Yeah. So so misrepresentation or other things to that effect. So the first question is. Is the person who the person who knocked on their door? They claim to have given agency representation to your client. Like nope,
0: there's a no, there's no, no agency, agency right there in the.
1: Okay, so they've come to this person and said, "Here's a contract for you. I'm representing the seller. I'm not going. I'm, I'm, I'm not on your door. I represent the buyer, yeah. and you standing in your home there. You represent yourself. Correct. You're on your own.
2: So you're a customer. You repro- just you just com- approached you.
1: You're just completely on your own. If you choose to sign this contract, that's your prerogative. And if you do, you will be paying me for having brought this. Well, never said that. Yeah, he didn't mention that part. So didn't he just mention. hands him a contract. Uh, I'll say this: according to the Real Estate Services Act, he's not his agent. He hasn't done anything dishonest.
0: Well, you're not allowed to lie though when you're not a customer. You can't. Everything you say. Sorry. Has to be true.
1: Yes, he did say that the commission was coming from somewhere else. He yes. should have just kept his mouth shut and handed him the contract if he wanted to be a. If you want to be a slime bag. A slime like, bag can get away yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he lied. So and that, I don't know so how that, that work. would work
0: out for John reporting them Because how... Do, I mean, at that point, what do you have? You've got a contract that says it there. How do you prove... like? Is it and this is so new. We don't know what the illness is, right? Is it a
2: typical uh, contract?
1: Buyer's contract? Or? It, it was or a flat-out MLS contract.
0: Yeah. Like, as soon as I... We're to CPS. Yeah.
1: You know, in the... Okay. This is a sidebar to you know, the, the, the wrongdoings of this agent who's knocked on his door, but the thing there is it's, this is why we exist, is to help people look out for these problems. It's not our hours worked necessarily. It's what we know in two minutes we could save somebody $100,000 in, in a world, a lifetime of trouble, just because we know what to look for, and that's worth the compensation. So your client shouldn't be unrepresented. He should be represented by someone, and you should get paid for that support that you provide. So you think right? it's buyer beware? Well, that's not what I'm trying to say. I I know. You're trying trying to look at it objectively. You know, but if you choose to go and say, well, I can, sure, you're going to hand me a contract. I'll read it myself and 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 take care of it. I didn't
2: read it well enough. Well, Yeah, if you want to
1: take on that risk, if the the, the consequences come with wanting to do things by yourself. DIY, right? You try Mm -hmm. to DIY your bathroom and you flood your house. That was your fault for not calling a professional. Yeah,
0: and he did. I mean, the reason he called.
1: Yeah, I guess the unfortunate part is, is that there wasn't, and I'm getting real personal on this, but an understanding to say, like, Jeff, I appreciate you, and your, your knowledge and experience is really important to me, so how can I bring you in and compensate you for all the support you're going to give me instead of being like, hey, sure. I have a complicated contract, can you read it for me for free and tell me how to get out of yeah. trouble? And that's, I think that's the thing, too. <laughs> like,
2: I mean, we want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but was this, uh, yeah, this is awesome, I'll get my guy to read it, but let's sign this up but he didn't want to have to compensate you for once I bring him in. Not at not. this point, it's going to cost me money. Because I just don't understand the law. Lo- like we were talking about adults here. Somebody's offering a real estate contract. You bought and sold with a realtor before whom you have a relationship with and still have their phone number. Didn't, and you knew to contact them after the fact rather than doing well, like. Well, well like, someone just knocked on his door. right? Yeah. I mean, with he the contract? The, uh, or was there like, yeah, let's so sit down. Knock on his door with an offer with, in hand. And told him where to. Here's where to sign. Yeah,
0: and tried to get him to sign it right there on the spot. And he said, "No, I want to talk to my realtor." So did he took. So he took it. He took the contract and then sent it to me. So he hasn't signed it yet. No, he hasn't signed it. Oh, he's no. not signing it. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So yeah. okay. Sorry, I missed that part. So then, yeah, yeah. good for him. I don't think every I
2: think when the shadow flipping thing came they were going after elderly people who had no idea what do you mean you're going to give me a million dollars for my house and I don't have to move for a year. Well the difference
1: there is they gave that person a agency representation they said hi grandma I'm going to be your agent here mm-hmm. and make all this happen and effectively cut out somebody who could have been looking out for them right so we're getting off on a real wide tangent but um, there's a lot of things there that kind of really get me going. <laughs> so that
2: would be a great reason to call. I don't. It still feels new to me. I don't really know. Um, as a as a consumer, um, yeah, I don't. You're gonna have to just sort of see what. If you, if something does feel feel fishy, I guess maybe they'll tally. Like, okay, that was not really an error. But if I get a tab on you know Mr. Jeff and I see here that like seven people this week have called.
0: Like, are they you know, going to, maybe they're, maybe they'll just be ticks. Yeah, if like, my, my agent is, is late for an appointment, I should call I the, gonna be, the, Yeah, are the they going to be inundated in with, with calls? <laughs> that would be a good thing to find out, is how many calls. He wore jeans, jeans to made. the appointment. <laughs> <laughs> he told me my house was
1: worth 800. I'm sure it's worth a million. <laughs> <laughs> the lies he told me. All right, well, I mean, last week we talked about mistakes that sellers make, and we just talked about sort of a way that we provider services to help people avoid these mistakes, and we talked about how this week we're going to talk about buyer mistakes. Are we ready to get into that? I'm ready. Let's Let's do do it. it. All right. do you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's
0: get nuts.
1: You decide your own level of
0: involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree.
2: Can we all just get along?
0: I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Okay, so I'll start us off here. I think one of the biggest things buyers do wrong is trying to time the market perfectly. Uh, and I always think I, I've got a buyer who I met in my first year of real estate. He's a little old Italian man named Angelo, and he's a lovely gentleman. But we went out in 2006 and we looked at a bunch of stuff. He had sold his place and he did really well on it, and. We've been looking and looking and looking, and he thought the market was going to drop. And he kept saying to me, where's the beef? Every listing we looked at, where's the beef, Jeff? Where's the beef? (laughs) And, and, you know, so he, he cooled off and he waited and the market did drop. But when it dropped, he kept being like, well, it's going to keep dropping. Where's the beef, Jeff? Where's the beef? And, you know, we're now 2018, I still get two or three phone calls from Angelo a year being like, what do you think the market's going to do? No beef. And, yeah, there's no beef left for (laughs) Angelo. (laughs) Like, like, you know, he sold a house for what he sold it for. He could get uh, a nice two-bedroom condo now. Maybe. Like, like he's he's been completely
1: priced out of the market. Um, Yeah, it's an extreme example. Yeah. But it's... Absolutely representative of what people try to do. It's like playing the stock market, right? Where you can never predict the low or the high. Yeah. But if you want to accept that you got pretty close to the low, that's a big win. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we've talked
0: about this many times, right? But you never really know the perfect time except in retrospect. Like, I can look back and be like, when was the best time in the last five years to buy real estate? But the bottom line is, anybody who bought a condo before January of this year one huge they've already right worked. like it, it, I think I, I
2: think that you can you can be educated and have at least somebody in your corner not a shameless plug but if you're watching the news you're and waiting for a stats report to come out you're already behind the eight ball at that at that point and everybody's jumping in
0: Oh yeah I, I, I sold a, that, that townhouse in Surrey I sold I sold that to them three years ago and when we removed subjects I asked them, do you remember the conversation we had? Because I remembered it vividly, and the conversation we had three years ago was right at the last minute. They got really scared that they were buying at the height of the market. They feel In three years, they made over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars on mm-hmm. their purchase. Yeah, right. And it, it and the fear was real. Everybody felt like, oh, it's going to correct. It's going to it's going to do this, that, and the other thing. Um, but I I think especially when we're talking about primary residence. Like if you're talking about a purely investment condo, very different, but in my mind, it always makes sense to be paying your rent instead of somebody else.
2: We talked about this too. in I think it was episode one, are there deals? Is is this a good time to buy? And it was the same kind of answer. It seemed like, I think that was one thing we were all kind of in consensus with was, what are you trying to do here? You're looking at five years plus. Yeah. There's going to be little dips. Um, We're going, yes, it's still going up right now, but really, does this work for you and your family? And
0: yeah, waiting for
2: that because cool, you waited and now it's the right time and you've totally
0: capitalized on the numbers, but it's a crap house. Well, there were lots of people this year who, even waiting three months, changed from I was going to buy a house and now I'm buying a townhouse.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, big time, right? And I think your story is a great example if we go because going back only three years, now our market change in the last three years is exceptionally dramatic. Yes. So it might never be replicated in the next few years for any of our listeners who are hoping to get the same Jeff result. Jeff I
0: could make
1: $300,000. <laughs> but let's go back to that day, three years ago, where they're thinking this is the top of the market, maybe this isn't the right thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. They probably thought the townhouse they were buying was a five to eight year solution for them at that time. They probably didn't think it was a three year plan.
0: Yeah, I think and that's fair to say.
1: And the only reason... Why they're moving three years later is because of how well they did with the growth of the market, right? All that equity that they've they've earned, right? So that really changed things for them to their benefit. And the only reason why they're benefiting from it is because they got into the market, mm-hmm. right? So uh, well, and they're benefiting huge because they're
0: moving out of the Vancouver market, further east. Uh, they're going going out of province. Oh, so. Yeah. They're not doing what most of us have to deal with, which is okay. I did so well on my condo or my townhouse, but then what I'm buying did so well, and like it's not e- an equal playing field. They're moving into a new province where hasn't seen the gains we've seen. In
1: yeah, the past. yeah. So again, so your your common mistake buyers make is about timing the market, sort of trying to time the market perfectly, and for them, timing the market is very different from most of our listeners who are probably trying to time something within our local market. But if you're going leaving here and going somewhere else, you're typically going to a much more prosperous <laughs> situation, yeah. you know. Um, so that's that's from a seller's perspective today. This one story we've sort of been continuing to come back from, um, but when they bought, you know, the example was, sure. you know, we yeah. think we're at the top of the I market. told the buyer story when we were talking about <laughs>
0: sellers. I'm telling a seller story when we're buying, but it, it all...
1: Well, their, their story from three <laughs> years ago was... I'm was, playing fifth level chess here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) We can go down some rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I think the The, listeners are learning. Great buyer story, (laughs) Tim. So what's the the mistake? The mistake? Joe. Trying to time the market, right? I I find uh, first-time buyers go through this a lot, Mm -hmm. trying to get it just right, Um, sort of waiting, watching, trying to sort of get that perfect into the market. And there's a fair comment there because you only get to make your first purchase once. If it's funny
0: too, because it seems such higher stakes with with first time buyers. If you're a first time buyer out there and you ever want to get depressed, calculate your monthly ma- math on your rent over the past five years. Don't
2: don't do that if you're <laughs> listening. And it's you'll, not not worth it. And you'll realize
0: you were already paying a mortgage. It's just not yours. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars.
2: Yeah. In investment numbers calculations
0: as long as you have the capacity totally to get
1: in right? Things. I mean some that's of them just the, didn't the have hurdle, the capacity sure. 100%. right? You need, you need the credit or you need the job security or you need the down payment. Yeah and, whatever and I'm, it is. I'm
0: sympathetic to that. Yeah. I'm not
1: saying yeah.
0: everybody should be going out and buying but if you have a down payment out there and you're waiting for the perfect time
1: or the perfect place yeah, yeah. you know just just get yeah. get something and get in. Yeah. Cool. I've got one buying uh,
2: buying pretty not not practical I find that that's like a buyer's mistake that people have um, where they just really get into like shiny they want to get the, the, uh, the shiny and new new place whereas we see like awesome yes. you see awesome value in this other one but okay yeah it needs a paint job and the dog ate the baseboard but but, but somebody's sticks off closed drawers like it's still an ikea cabinet and it's only gonna last five years um but yeah you see you just see people that really kind of fall in love and and i mean we're in the this time of diy and things like that even if you don't do it yourself it's to lay that flooring in that apartment it's it's only going to be a few you know a couple grand maybe three four maybe five depending on the size of it um things like that it won't take much um, I've got a bit of a construction background. You look at these places, and you go, "Really, the difference between these two places?" And this is obviously the older one. You're getting more value. Either it's cheaper, um, or maybe it's a couple hundred square feet bigger. Maybe it's got a den. There's some better things, but people, maybe not so much in this market, but people are saying no to it. They go for pretty because, but no one's lived in this one before, and and they go over that, and really, you know, ten. We're talking ten grand, and the other one could be three, you know, thirty or more, right, for for pretty and new.
0: I I think this applies not just to uh, shiny and new as far as the condition of the home, but also newer home versus the right neighborhood. Like a dilemma I find a lot of Hmm. my buyers end up falling into is, oh, well, if I go into this new development, which isn't at all in the area that I wanted to live in, it's not where we talked about, but man, it would be great. Like the only time I get people calling me unhappy is because they bought in the wrong neighborhood. That that's the number one right reason why people are unhappy after the sale is they didn't think about what their life looks like. I could think of a story of that. <laughs> recently, you know, recently, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it just I think people fall in love, right? They walk in, they're like, "Ooh, Ani or Boza or whoever did such fancy work here," and you're like, "Yeah, but it's an extra half an hour commute." Yeah, you wanted to be close. You wanted to be walking distance to things, and none of it counts. I don't know. I, I think I think what you said is, in my mind, probably the number one mistake buyers make. Thanks, man.
2: <laughs> and, I, and I and I'm the and, and okay I don't uh, yeah I don't let's uh, get my brain set. Um, the uh, practice as I preach, not as I. I well, do. you did pra- this. You bought, you bought I, old I, townhouse,
0: and you know the first somewhere. place
2: that we bought was a pretty loft. Sure. Okay. We looked at we were looking at Royalton on on Royal Royal Ave fifty Royal and we're like three bedroom. This is great. We're like yeah, but we're in four hundred square feet right now, and then we're going to buy furniture. And this loft is so pretty, and there's okay. wood and concrete and and so yeah, we bought. So you learned.
1: So yeah. I've learned this. Learn learn from me. Yeah. Depends on your lifestyle, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Too much of that though where you see people get i think jerry talked about your construction background you've helped me learn some of this when we go through some properties together is people say they get all excited about how something looks because they've done somewhat of a lipstick reno mm-hmm. right so it's maybe a bit Love older and they pretend that they've updated it and you go through and you, this is all low quality you didn't really finish the job it's just done for the sale. yeah it is really like a, a flip type quality uh, work and but your clients get excited about it and there's another one that you just saw that you know, for the same sort of investment, you can make it so much better, do it their way, and all the rest of it. But they just don't have the vision; they're not feeling it, right. and they get caught up in yeah. it. And maybe, and to your point, it's probably in the wrong location too. <laughs> but you just really get drawn in by but the shiny stuff. Pretty, <laughs> yeah. I think it happens with cars too. Like a
2: lot of people, maybe it's a younger demographic thing, and we're all kind of, I guess, sort of younger. But they, they just like new people like new things. I mean, I, I new, most things I like newer.
0: Uh, new is shiny, right? Like shiny
1: yeah and I think shiny things are attractive we are <laughs> and if we're talking about younger demographic getting into that or most of our clients in that position are maxing out their spending mm-hmm. so the idea that it's there's already new, new and nice yeah there's there's no budget for improvement so they go uh, the aesthetic is what I want and then as far as maintenance goes too right they worry about maintenance costs so they're like well it's already done so I don't have to worry about that stuff the same goes for sort of new cars right it gives you a sense of confidence that you should be sure. okay for a couple years because you are max yourself out financially
0: i think the car analogy works too with the houses because you get well i get warranty with the new right like there's a fear, fear security of security okay. there what are the big assessments coming up in an older building
1: okay uh let's talk about this another time yes but car warranties are very different than new home warranties <laughs> and i got a lot to say about new home warranties because you pretty much don't get one Let's talk about that another day. What a, what a teaser! <laughs> um, I'll, I'm gonna let's. Can we move on to my big buyer mistake? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, guys. we can totally.
2: <laughs> Actually, I want to know: Did you buy pretty or practical? Your first purchase?
1: Oh, have you? My. Uh, you know what, audience? I'm going to give you three seconds. Guess what my style is. Three. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm I'm practical guy. Hundred <laughs> percent. Jared, did you marry pretty or practical? Um, so, Max. <laughs> it's a trap.
2: It's a trap. I got both. Okay.
1: Uh, okay, for me. yeah. The biggest mistake buyers make is maybe not the biggest mistake um, from their perspective, but for us as their representation is is not quite understanding the significance of the timeline when we're working on a contract. Because every contract we have has an expiry time. Or there's an offer submission deadline. We talk about 18 offers came on on that one you had, Jeremy, right? You're like, well, I need them by 5 p.m. because we need time to decide which one it's going to be. And if you send it to me at 10 p.m., you're a little that, late. That's a real-term <laughs>
2: mistake, too, uh,
1: also. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but for arguments, just for our listeners to understand, sure. the reason why there's a deadline is because when you need to entertain 18 offers, you can't just let them roll in over a six-hour window. And the guy that wrote it at 3 o'clock is not going to understand, how come it's
2: 4 o'clock? Five o'clock. You haven't sat down, like oh, because someone's waiting for their client. And the guy who
0: sends it
1: at seven p.m. is so confused. <laughs> what do you mean it's sold? <laughs> <laughs> I took him at three. I got a note. That's a realtor That's 30. a
2: realtor thing. Usually, I, I would at that point. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, I'll say this: though I've communicated it to clients of mine and said, "Hey, guys, it's Monday. They're going to be. They need offers by seven p.m. If you want to write on it, I know you haven't decided yet. I'd like to know by five p.m. because then we need to put all of your information into the contract. What yeah. your offer price is, the dates you want, et cetera." and then I need you to sign it so first got to fill it in then I need to send it to you you need to sign it get it back to me and then I need to get it to the agent by 7pm so I have this conversation at 4pm I get a phone call at 6.50 Matt we're in we want to write (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it's happened to me over and over and over again no matter how many times i have this conversation we're scrambling we don't put together the most effective offer and the cleaner it is the more organized you are the more attention you get from the other agent right? i don't
0: disagree with you at all i do have sympathy for these poor buyers like it is such a high stress I saw it on Sunday. I've only seen it once. I power read through the minutes. Oh my God, I don't understand things. I've got to make a decision by seven. No, I can't handle it. Nope, I'm not doing it. It's too stressful. Yeah. We need to both sleep on it. It's oh awesome. crap, we're making a mistake. Call Matt right now. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, okay,
1: so, so that's the when it's time to submit an offer. And then yeah. part two for me is we're negotiating. You get a counter offer back. Again, it has an expiry date. It expires at 8 p.m. Yes or no, or maybe counteroffer. Legally, you must have one of those three responses by 8 p.m. If it passes... Yeah, because if it passes, it's
0: just legally a no.
1: It's legally a no. The contract is dead. Again, you say, tell me by 7 p.m. because it expires at 8. I will make the changes. We will sign the contract. They call you at 5 to 8.
2: Okay. I got another devil's advocate for Matt's. and Matt's client... You already said your clients move a little bit slower. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, looking things. for a patient realtor. Um, no, and their def- another thing in their defense. I would say is um, every we all kind of handle our multiple offers differently. Um, some I like to have them at three o'clock on Tuesday because I know there's the guy who's not sending it until four o'clock, and. It allows me to serve time. So if they're used to... But last week when I wrote on something, you didn't need it until 6 o'clock. So maybe that two can... Why don't can, we...
0: That, that's a whole topic on its own. Let's do what Matt did earlier and be like... like We just, could do an entire topic te- on unpacking we'll, how to handle multiple offers. What works, what doesn't.
1: As long as we can keep it interesting for the listeners. Maybe we can get some sure. feedback yeah, on that, Yeah, let, let us know
0: if... Uh, If you think that's something you want to talk about, what what should do, what are the rules, are there any rules, uh, you can send us – I'm going to let Matt take this one because of the debacle that was me trying to read the email addresses (laughs) last week. What's our email address, Matt?
1: Feedback at morealestateshow.com. Just flows. (laughs) One more time. What was that? Feedback at com. Right, right yeah right. and you know I, I decided not to throw the Jeff under the bus on this last week but Jeff came up with the URL <laughs> I'm an ideas guy <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's got a good little rhyming flow to it I like it so um, yeah there's a lot of things we could uh, we could ML dig Real into.
2: Estate sh- feedback at M.O. Real Estate show dot com cool great main topic and if we get
1: more feedback that will give us questions for question of the week But right now Matt's got a question Check out the big brain on bread.
2: How's that working out for you? What? Being clever.
1: Who knows where thoughts come from? They just appear. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. All right, so hoping for audience submissions to get us some questions of the week, but this week it is my question. My question to you is, we're realtors. This can be a long career. It can be a never-ending career if we don't have a plan. I've seen some people carry on through to their 70s and just keep going. I've seen others uh, make a good clean break. Uh, My retired partner uh, in his 50s, if you have a plan. So my question to you is, what's your exit strategy? Do you have a retirement plan?
2: There's no CPP? No no (laughs) realtor pension? There's no realtor pension. Damn it.
0: Um well I can answer Uh, my answer is probably going to be really different than you guys because I am on a variable timeline Uh, as you guys know I have MS I'm totally healthy right now
1: which is fantastic
0: I just got my yearly brain scan back Uh, so that was exciting my uh, doctor went through and was like brain looks good and I'm like okay Check out the big brain on Brad Check out the big brain on Brad And then I got home I got a call from my doctor And she's like Uh I'm like what is this (laughs) That like, I shouldn't have said brain looks good Uh, You've got five new lesions Uh, So for those who don't know about MS uh, Lesion is the little scar That gets left on the brain uh, From an attack um, so that kind of put put me in a weird headspace, and I've got to like change drugs because the drug I'm on isn't working again, and uh, all that junk. Um, but unlike most people, I don't have a oh, okay, I will definitely be able to do this until I'm 70
1: or right. If you an you, you or, don't like, know that my timeline it's under your own could, control, like right now
0: I'm fine, could change. So my exit strategy is: I've always thought that I need to build some sort of system. Uh, that can run uh, with everything I've built, but eventually I can phase myself out or phase myself just into a leadership position in the sake that, you know, I might not be able to be getting in the car and running around all the places, but I built a really strong real estate business. And it would be, to me, the biggest crime would be. If 5 or 10 or even 20 years from now, I woke up, I couldn't do my job, and there was just nothing in place, that business just died.
1: It just had to like, stop. Like, what
0: it. a waste of time all that, that was. So I, in my mind, my exit strategy is to build a system that can run without me, run it for a while, and then eventually, kind of like what Jerry did with you, but probably on a different scale, because I need to be removable from the system, um, and then eventually remove myself. So that's a uh,
2: quick question. Care. Do they have an average lifespan? Is there, I know there's new advances in medicine, there's some...
0: No, it's all over it's all And depends. I'm already way ahead. Okay. Like, I always feel weird saying it, but I'm pretty lucky with my MS. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not lucky that I have it, but if you, if you have to have it, I, I think, because I was diagnosed over 10 years ago, and I have symptoms, but none of them are visible. Mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of ahead of the curve as far as... Right now, it's sort of managed... Is best, it's very manageable right
1: now, yeah. and your yeah. progression okay. is very
2: slow. Do you have yes. is there, have you started your plan? You don't have to tell us too much about it, but it's I know it's personal and business sort of uh, and things like that. But
0: I am doing no, I, I haven't gotten very Not far, quite far quite, far. quite there. Into it, yeah.
1: Well, the reality is, we know that Jeff knows that that's the end game, so he's building mm-hmm. a business incrementally that will support that. Right? One
0: of the hardest parts, and you guys know this, our personalities are a big part of why clients. Hire one realtor over the other. I thought yep. it was headshots. You're right. Our headshots and then our personalities. Then but just connect I so thought it was right? the car we drove. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Headshots. go back and listen to episode one. <laughs> not a, yeah, not <laughs> if you keep changing we, it every week. We covered week. that and uh, that's why Matt changed. All new clients. Um, yeah. So, what we're... You haven't... So, you you you're, know... You're that seeing you,
1: our personalities as what drives people are so... are a big
0: part of why we connect at any time as a business, you get bigger. How do you maintain that personality and that re- connection? Why people, I think it's personality is a huge yeah. part. I also yeah. think it's like level of service and things like that. Sure. You know, we've got a
2: great level of service and as long as, you're, well, your predecessor also, like, as is... you bring people on,
0: how do you make sure that the quality stays the same, right? Because you, you have all seen how many agents have come through our office and been gone two months later. It's hard to find a realtor who's going to bring the same work ethic that you bring to this. Especially table. Like the constant contacts. I know like one thing you're really good at is, is
2: making the, the calls, even when they're mm-hmm. daily. There's no new listings today. <laughs> okay, you don't have to call me every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, so yeah, getting somebody for you. It's so that's my end game is building in. some sort of machine
0: and then. Uh, slowly phasing myself out would be, and I'm not in a rush to do it. It's not something that'll happen soon. Okay, but it it needs to be ready because it I could have to be in a rush. Okay,
1: last question. Time. Hypothetically, if yeah. your health permitted you to, yeah. would you keep selling real estate till you were 70 years old?
0: Uh, probably not 70, but I love selling real estate. Like I really like this job. I I uh, probably 65. You just be my yeah. age. That I'd want to voluntarily retire. I get bored when I'm not selling real estate. I don't really know what the hell else to do. All right. I have, oh, and I have one more one more question on that yeah. person.
2: Um, you don't have like a geographical location. Like I'm on a beach, or I'm in my cabin, or I'm in.
0: When I retire, yeah, uh, I want yeah. to be spending time with my family Close and my family. friends, playing. Board games, <laughs> probably not just on Fridays. Not just on Fridays. Yeah. Every day, every day, I'm going to be knocking on your door, being like, Jer yeah. Matt and I are playing a board game. Do you want to go ride bikes? It's been 20 years. When are you going to play with us again? Yeah, <laughs> Not until I start winning. <laughs> well, I've got.
1: Um, you got a plan? I,
2: I don't have a plan. <laughs> but, um, plan is just a list of things that
0: don't come together.
2: Loosely, I have a plan. It's yeah i should buy like rental properties but mm. right now like when you're you know you're young you have your apartment and then you buy a place that's big enough for your family and usually that requires money and so you usually sell that condo. um mm. but yeah i mean obviously that's that's a way to get some some income coming in that's not you working um i guess similarly it would be good to to have a team that has that's bringing in having some dialing back the hours a little bit, but having a, a system set up that people um, can hire you and same level of service um, and client control and, and sell their house and not necessarily see you every single day and sort of part of the way. But for me, I I I do really want to be somewhere nice and warm and kind of tropical. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever happen, and I've only really been to a place like that once, but I just remember it was really nice. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that... that, Or even, like, yeah, cabin in the woods. I I think I, I like people way too much, too. In my head, I think I romanticize both those options. Um, but the recluse in a, in a mm-hmm. cabin in the woods uh, probably will want to leave. And You're in a cabin, be, be on, on the woods, on the phone with your friends. <laughs> so what are you guys doing now? Are you just playing board games at Jeff's? Damn
1: it. So when you talk about... Um, Transition to a point where you're sort of like Jeff said, like team leader, running the business. Maybe not so much feet on the street. At what age is that part of your exit strategy? Age? Well, I, I like. I
2: love selling real estate too, but it's it can be a bit of a grind. I. Um, I how old am I now? 35?
0: Yeah. Thirty-five. Yeah. half? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Only
2: thirty-five. That feels still, wrong. Really. Do I feel like an old soul, or do I feel like I'm 25? Way, way older, <laughs> <laughs> way, way younger. Um, I don't know, because I don't. Even at 35, I don't. Doesn't really feel that old to me. I guess it's not really old, but um, people used to say 55, freedom 55, sort of thing.
0: It's
1: commercial. Yeah,
0: people. Are no, people were, retired at 50. I don't yeah. think anybody does that anymore. I pretty tough. Realtors, realtors
2: pre- probably, on average, retire like six. Like per with, perf- right. with the successful with the cards real estate- on the
0: table, realtors don't retire. <laughs> they typically they don't. Matt's know. story about Jerry is so amazing because Jerry managed to retire. Most realtors just work till okay. they can't.
2: I still want to be able to move and do fun things. I don't want to be like I'm done doing this because my back and knees are hurting. And now, what am I going to do? Sit in a yeah you know, in an easy and- chair.
1: I think it's hard to get out of because when you've been in the business for 25 years, so much, and it's in maybe a specific community, just keeps rolling in that it's so easy to make money. People just phone you and they're like, hey, Jeff, I remember you. You were so great. We're selling my house. And it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah, that and part. When you think
0: about it. If every year you do a really good job for X number of people and a certain percentage of Plus those new people, people is going to call you back. By the time you've been doing it for fifty years, there are a lot of people. If you've been doing a good job, who, when it's time to move, they're the person you think of.
1: Yeah, and then it's just kind of hard to say no because like, well, you just called me, and okay, so I, I work for you for a little while here, and I've got an administrative assistant, and I can make this money. Well, making money, even at this age, is fantastic. You know, maybe some realtors call it semi-retired, you know, but they're still out there working. And very few just shut it down. Yeah, you know, when when Jerry retired, he called the board. Um, and said I'm terminating my license. And they're like, oh no, you still have a year on your license and it'll expire. And they're like, he's saying, No, I want to cancel it. I'm done. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> there's no cancel. There's no there's just We don't deceased. have a <laughs> um, I like that though. I I I'm a planner, I have an outlook, and I'd I'd like to to just have an end date where, where things stop. Do you have a number? Mm, I, if it was at 55 I would be happy um, and that's t- more than 20 years from now yeah um, and I've been doing this for 8 years you've got, so. you've got time that would, be, that would be 29 years of selling real estate my kids will have would be in their mid 20s by then and feasibly moved out of my house
0: so what has to happen to make that doable like will you find your own jerry to mentor and, and mold into a tiny mat your own jerry your own mat yeah well you're what on. jerry did to him yeah. yeah
1: yeah uh you know that part i don't necessarily have planned out so much i i want to do well in real estate while i'm selling for the next 20 years i want to be conservative in my spending habits and make sure i'm just saving money mm-hmm. and really look at it that way and, uh, I honestly, I, I want to invest in things outside of my own business. That's what I look at. I look at some opportunities like to invest.
2: <laughs> I got a lot of scrap metal in the office.
1: All those A-frames. I, I'd like to have something going on where I'm a, I'm a part owner of something else that's profitable where you don't have to be quite so involved. Um, but in order to get engaged with something like that, you do have to have a good amount of capital, right? right. Money makes money. So I want to make some money, set it aside get it working for me and then maybe from the age of 55 to 75 i'm the owner of some businesses where i'm enjoying sort of making some strategic decisions from a high level you know dipping your your hand in there every now and then like being
2: ceo
0: of the snowplow business we were going to start if you're looking for something to invest in um ms research (laughs) i hear is very profitable (laughs) and this research is profitable oh yeah those guys are making so much
1: money so and I do have a destination in mind for where I want to go. Um, my family has a property out uh, in in the, woods, cabin in the woods, cabin in the woods, and that is the lifestyle I want. We, in the en- we enjoy woods, it. But well, recreational. For argument's sake, okay. it's a recreational Maybe property. Next, next
2: There's make. barely cell phone service there. Yeah, there isn't. So that's okay.
1: Um, Some remote. It, it's quiet. It's a little you know community by the lake. My wife and I love it there. We like that pace when we're not working. And both of us, um, when we bought it a few years ago, it was intended to be a place to retire and build the right property there uh, somewhere down the road. So we'll see if that's how it plays out, but today that's the plan. Hmm. Cool. <clears throat> End games. One day. It's story time with Jer. Great story. Compelling and
2: rich. It's not always my story? No,
0: it's not always your story. Hang what if Matt has an awesome story to tell?
2: Well, you can tell it to me or write it down, and I will <laughs> paraphrase. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate
0: show. Okay, so as you guys know, I took on a work experience student, and his name is Verinder, and he's really gung-ho. He, uh, he's been listening to like Brian Buffini, Tim Ferry, all of the real estate speakers who do like videos and tapes you can listen to before he even got to me. Um, and he's he's decided real estate is his path. The school put him in touch with me. He's been shadowing me for a couple of weeks. And he's so gung-ho, and I think he was a little disappointed because he's like, do, do you knock on doors? And I'm like, no, I don't door- He's like, do you cold call? And I'm like, no, I don't like to call people when they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> 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 and he's all set, because that's what Tim Ferry says. Tim Ferry says, you got to call 20 random people a day and see if they want to talk about real estate, blah, 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 blah. And so, he's a really good kid, but like all of us, I think in his head, talking to strangers is probably easier in your head than not. So I took him to his first open house. And... Uh, I was like, "Look, just try and talk to people. Try and just get names and information." And the first open house he did, he froze. He was silent. And
1: uh, did he think he was going to be good though? Like before? Oh, he,
0: yeah, he thought. And then did then, he bomb? Did you watch him bomb? Or I wanted just... to use the term "bomb," but he was very nervous and he found it very difficult to talk mm. to to people. Uh, so on the car ride to the next open house, because we had two in one day, I was like, "Harder than you thought." It was. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I uh, that was totally I hard in in and, I then, and, and I was like, "Okay, don't don't worry about it." The trick is, you got to not care whether the answer is yes or no on this one. Don't even just have conversations. Don't even talk about real estate. Just talk about. Just interested. In Hi, that. I'm Verinder. What's your name? And then ask them questions. And then he did great. Like he totally uh, did well. But it got me thinking about the worst open houses we've ever done because we all suck at, when we start, right? I don't know about you guys, but I, I got me thinking about my worst open house ever, which was, um, I was doing an open house and I had nobody at the door and no way to buzz in. So I was running down and letting people up and down, like run to the lobby, let them in, bring them up. And I run to the lobby, grab these people, bring them up, get to the door, turn the door handle, auto locking door. Hmm. Auto locking? Hmm. Auto locking door. My keys are still in the unit their keys are still in the unit my shoes are still in the unit (laughs) and my cell phone is still in the unit so i am completely locked out i i had to go door to door knocking and i've got no shoes on and i'm just (laughs) staying like hey can i come in and like borrow your phone use your own cell phone no i locked my cell phone in there i need to call a the owners and then they were out of town too so there was no oh my gosh coming back so i had to call the owners and be like, yeah, I locked myself out of your your house, and they laughed. They're like, oh yeah, that happens with the self locking door. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You should get rid of that. Why do you have a self locking door? <laughs> well, a lot a lot, people do, right? So, and uh,
2: if you have a self locking door and you're listening, please to this. give me permission
0: <laughs> to call a locksmith. And I had to get a locksmith to come. Oh my god! So how good was so your forward. karate
2: kick? Do you think you could kick it open?
0: I have an excellent karate kick. I had a brown belt when I was 12 um, so I feel like that all comes good. back yeah. um, but I, you know I just didn't want to unleash that power on the universe yeah. um, but uh, so and you weren't wearing shoes yeah so I think the next time I tell Brinder I'm going to tell him about my worst open house which was way worse than his worst open house where he was just a little nervous to talk about <laughs> people <laughs> I think that that would
2: probably make him feel better yeah it is a good way though to get it. it's I wish I had a, I wish I would have I was a work student
0: yeah <laughs> well great story
2: Jar. great story great You're story welcome. story
0: that's been story time with Jair. um with oh, jeff with jeff uh okay well i think that's probably gonna wrap up episode three of multiple offers a real estate show with competing perspectives uh come back next week uh we're going to talk about how you can pick a realtor and how you can apply your dating skills to uh picking a realtor
2: and find out what kind of cars jeff's gonna buy or if jeff buys that car what will jeff buy
1: How's your, how's your spring break going? Yeah, it's spring break. Two-week spring break, guys. Why do they have, why do they have two weeks? Uh, the argument from the school district... Never so, had that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. They, they figured out that um, they say their maintenance costs are significantly reduced by closing the school for an extra week.
2: If you do it for three weeks, they'd probably save more
1: money. They would save even more money. So they don't run the heat or the lights or the janitorial <sighs> services um, all mm. the rest of this stuff. Less water because they're not using the toilets. Sure. Whatever it more is, more broken windows. So they, I, I've never looked at the numbers. They say it works, and what they did is uh, when they brought in the two-week spring break, is they increased the school day by five minutes. And said they had the same number of instructional minutes per year, so it's <sighs> the same five minutes of learning.
0: Minutes.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, all
0: that because five minutes <laughs> spread out over a year, big difference, as opposed to one hour or. Two One consecutive weeks
2: of you know, not going to school. A better way to learn? A, a, a week oh, of being in geez, class. She's going
1: to hate me now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't the teacher's choice. It's, look, look it's, it's not the teacher's choice. It Politician's was, it, was choice. The, it was the district. There's less of them. Hey, the, <laughs> the districts are short on cash. they got to find a way to save money. They're sure. forced to do weird things. But from a parent's perspective, um, my kids go to after-school daycare so I can work. So the same after-school daycare does you know supplementary spring break programs so Mm -hmm. they're in daycare and uh you gotta sign them up for all that stuff and it is that time of year what happens is naturally so Jeff you might start to see this as your son's kind of getting into kindergarten age after spring break is when the next phase of like sports activity starts
0: oh Oh, I'm getting that right now Matt
1: yeah I'm getting
0: (laughs) the next phase of swimming for Asher which is the same phase (laughs) That he was just in. They made him repeat a grade. Yeah, he he had to repeat. But but the frustrating thing is the report card you get with it because you get a report card and it's like Asher is excellent at blowing bubbles. He's excellent at this. He's really exceeding at that. We're so happy with what he's doing. Report to the same grade you did before. <laughs> You're like, well, I don't know if I read this card. It says he's doing awesome, but there's <laughs> a, what? Aren't you telling me a second opinion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like they're yeah. so scared of being like,
0: hey, Asher really needs to learn how to put his head underwater, right?
1: <laughs> like, it is a requirement. It preschool is. Preschool one.
0: Oh, <laughs> and I don't disagree. Like, I watch him, and he doesn't put his head underwater. He's not ready to move yeah. on to the next one. Not block. ready. But, you practice in the bathtub? But why?
1: It's the CGP formula. Yes. CGC- yeah. CGP. CGP. <laughs> okay it's a new west thing I, yeah I know I was a, a high thank you that's a new west thing too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're talking in code now too Jeff.
0: <laughs> Canada Games Pool is what they are referring to Hayaks are the name it's uh, are there
1: people listening
0: right now? no, no, okay. no nobody's
1: nobody stopped listening
0: Um, but yeah, I just wish they'd come out and like in the comments, the comment should be like, Hey, go home with your kid and practice putting your head underwater.
1: Yeah. So I've done all of the, the repeats, um, for every level and they always come back with the positive, 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 positive. It's all, but the formula is all positive comments. And then you get the columns of all the check boxes of what you've done and they check all of them except for one and say, repeat this level. (laughs) well, I guess we're done now. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we license that? Hang on, I'm recording.
0: again.
2: Can we license that song?
1: Yeah. Whatever, man. I gotta yeah. go, guys. It's 4 o'clock. And daycare closes at 4.
2: It's kid time. It's
1: 4 o'clock. All right, well, thanks for listening. yeah we'll again. I'm out, guys. Thanks for listening
2: again.
0: Are we done? That's yeah. Like team
2: yeah, I'm out. Dog, the dog's mad. The Matt's dogs. new dog's mad. Same as the old dog.